0: This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Originally airing on SiriusXM.
1: Quick question for you: Here's something that I want to get uh, quick, quick quick sort of hot take from both of you. What is Philly fashion? Does does Philly have its own brand of fashion, its own style? Like Seattle grunge. What what is what is the Philly brand?
0: Miami sexy.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What have we got? (laughs) <laughs> and don't say the Rocky the Rocky statue, please. What what do we got?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that Philadelphia has uh, it, it's known as a maker city, and we have a lot of incredible artisan and crafts that are made here. But also, I think it's like a city of functional fashion. I mean, there's some incredible brands um, that have launched here mm. that really made a mark um, in not only Philadelphia, but nationally. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to give you an example, I mean, we have Anna Ono who has a Ah. line of intimates. Um, She wasn't part of the incubator, but she has a line of intimates um, for women that are survivors of breast cancer. We have Nancy Connor, who is an alumni of the incubator program, and she has a company called Smart Adaptive Clothing, um, where she created a line of shirts for men and women That have challenges with dressing. And Mm. she put Velcro in the plackets and in the cuffs um, for easy on, easy off dressing for caretakers. With our current 2021 residency, and we have Emily Solaby, who's a former lawyer who has Juno Jones. Her brand is a line of stylish safety boots for women. Mm. And um, she's really tapped into this white space of uh, an underserved market of women that work on construction sites or Hmm, in other fields that never had, you know, they had to buy men's boots. Um, Interesting. So she really perfected and um, she's been working at this for many years on really creating and designing, you know, the boot that is really going to be the best fitting and the most functional and so she just launched last year and she's had great success because she has such a focused niche um, market. Right.
1: Interesting. And- Interesting. I want to build on uh, build on what you're saying because I think this is fascinating uh, with two questions. One, first of all, are these functional safety boots, are they fashionable? So, it, are, So are you trying to be fashionable on the construction site? That's question number one. <laughs> and then question number two, which is related, which is more of a global question, is the question of, as you all try to help uh, designers get the business side, is there a tension between the creative and the making money part? Because I I hear that a lot with artists who try to scale their stuff. They're always telling me that you business marketing people, leave me alone. I want to create the stuff. i want to do what I, don't tell me about customer centricity and all this kind of stuff. I'm not interested in that. Let me create the art. And so is there, is there still that kind of attention? Maybe that was all in my head, but, but I got to know first about these safety boots because I may have
0: to pick up <laughs> uh, Two really good questions, America. So, yes, they are fashionable, but they are, you know, beautifully made and designed. Um, very basic um, leather. I mean, beautiful, like high, high quality leather. Um, they're not like crazy colors. They're brown and uh, black. Um, but you know, she's really put all these every single function that you can imagine into these safety boots. And one smart thing I do want to mention about Emily is that while she was designing these boots, um, she had developed a private Facebook community called Hazard Girls, and so she already was building cool. up a target audience yeah, and was getting cool. feedback along the way as she was designing the boots. And last year, she um, was offered her own podcast called Hazard Girls. So That's cool. she's really kind of tapped in from a marketing perspective mm-hmm. of her audience and her people. So they're so loyal and give her incredible feedback. And she's already um, well on her way designing her, her second boot um, that is going to be launching next year. Um, but to your point about the challenge with designers that have this more you know creative artistic brain and not so much the business side I mean I think it's really about um, and this is what we do at the incubator is really helping them um, really shift to an entrepreneurial mindset to really think about okay is this a hobby that I'm doing or is this really going to be my career or is this really going to be what is going to support me, and um, really helping them make that mind shift.
1: I'm still stuck on this hazard groups. That's hot, man. <laughs> I mean, that's just kick ass because it's sort of like there's a whole world out there of like important work that has to be done. That you know, if America stops publishing papers, the world goes on. But if, if buildings stop get stop being built, the economy stops. And so, like, there's this whole. Like you know what I mean? This is this thing out there, and I and I'm just picturing T-shirts and like celebrating the power and <laughs> you empowerment of the women. The identity. Uh, first. I, I love this. Okay. Sorry, it's it's a bit of an aside. I'm taking us a little bit off track. Please continue, Barbara. But I'm just I'm stuck. I want to get my daughter, who's ten years old, as a hazard girl T-shirt because <laughs> it's it's right. It's perfect for her identity. But sorry, go ahead.
0: And she does have T-shirts on her website. <laughs> uh, but I, I think what you're really tapping into, America's, is that. This is such an underserved market that no one had addressed for many, many years. and Juno Jones is one of the you know few companies um, that has really uh, now you know taking a, a you know serving serving this market and uh, really listening to the customers and, and what they need and what they want.
1: Other than uh, issues with manufacturing Eliza, what? What were some of the pandemic issues in the fashion world? Help me understand a bit of when the pandemic hit and we were going through all of that time in the last year and a half, what, 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 how did the fashion, were there certain things going on in the fashion world that were interesting or trends that you were seeing and, but sort of besides maybe challenges of getting the stuff made and things of like that because of supply chain issues, were there other things that were, were interestingly, you know, on your radar?
0: Yeah, no, great question, Americus. And I think because of our designers being very early stages with their businesses and not holding a lot of inventory, there was actually, it created an opportunity um, for our designers um, to really get connected and focused on who their target market was. So many of our designers spent a lot of time on their market research, on really Getting to know um, who the target market was, I'm really focused. Obviously, um, mo- most of our designers are doing a combination of wholesale and direct to consumer um, with a big heavy focus on direct to consumer, but just really focusing on their digital marketing, on their SEO, and really being able to set themselves up um, for a success. For more insight from Business Radio